My dear sisters, whatever your calling, whatever your circumstances, we need your impressions, your insights, and your inspiration. We need you to speak up and speak out. We need women who know how to make important things happen by their faith. President Nelson. Welcome to In Her Image, seeking and celebrating our Mother God through scripture, scholarship, meditation, the arts, and everyday life. We're your hostesses, Jess and Kate. And we cannot wait to dive in today and talk about something that we've been really excited about and to hopefully spread a little love, light, and healing in this, our little corner of the podcast verse. <laughs> <laughs> that, that word didn't come out as cool as I hoped it would. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> in our corner of divine feminine. Yes. <laughs> of divine feminine love. Absolutely. This week has been crazy and heavy and sad and hard and we came on wondering should we should we talk about something else we had planned this whole episode about a letter writing campaign that we started back in December of 2021 Mm -hmm. and we meant to do a podcast episode on it we wanted to get lots of people involved and we were finally getting around to doing that episode right now and we just wondered is this the right time or is something else needed and we we kind of have decided on sort of a hybrid we kate and i agree that we need more of the mother we need more of the divine feminine we need the power the intrinsic power of women our world needs that. Um, and just to start off, before I ask Kate where this whole letter writing idea was born, just want to share something that I listened to this week. It was a meditation done by Alicia Keys and Deepak Chopra. Um, Kate asked me if I wanted to do this meditation this 21 day meditation challenge with her a couple months ago i think a month ago yeah this is 21 days it was so good i was really grateful that i did it and actually i'd had it recommended to me before i think last summer by rebecca um who is she runs the instagram account our heavenly parents And she is fantastic. We'll actually be giving her another shout out later in the episode. But in day two of this meditation, Alicia Keys talks about divine feminine power. And I just thought that this was so relevant. So she said... The divine feminine is a quiet power that is purposeful. It's the ability to nurture, to heal, and to be present. 
When I practice meditation, I can tap into silence and an inner knowing. I meet my whole self there. By cultivating this presence, healing energy expands in my being, and I move into the space of receptivity and nourishment. When we tune in, we experience the source of who we are. For anyone that feels alone, unsupported, or unheard, know that the divine feminine, this beautiful power, this unique power is available to you. By connecting with your inner self, you will find the power to move through challenging times with grace and knowing. This is the divine power. I loved listening to that. So I restarted the 21 day challenge this week because I just felt like I needed to let it sink in even deeper. And I happened to be on day two when uh, I was having a really hard and heavy day and listening to Alicia Keys talk about the healing power of the divine feminine. It helped me to realize that the greatest good that I can put out into the world comes from within me. It's it's already a part of me. And all I have to do is allow my heart to emanate that love and be present and, you know, basically just show up and that healing will ripple out. So that was really, really encouraging to me to know that there is something I can do and it is simple, but it is powerful and potent. And we want to talk about some more ways that we can share that divine feminine power and the knowledge of our heavenly mother with each other and with the world and to help us see that we can be lights. Yeah, I love that. That that is a big shift for me. I feel that um moving from feeling helpless and feeling like I can't do anything to seeing my the divine feminine in me as something potent and powerful in as much as I can find healing and create healing in myself, in my family, in my community, because we don't live in Ukraine or, you know, in, in Eastern Europe or we're not government leaders. And um, yeah, I think there's a shift happening. I mean, that's our I guess we've had examples for a long time of people standing up and saying no more, you know, and, and saying, I'm going to use my voice. And I have not always like understood that or been felt called to that, but simply on purpose, her Instagram, which is about parenting, she kind of said that she's like, this is a really tough thing that's going on. And, um, the work you do, to be there for your kids and with your kids. And I, I don't know if she said this or I would add like reparent yourself and, 
and heal your wounds, like you're changing the world, you know, even if you can't fly there and comfort someone or stop the war or whatever it is that your heart longs to do. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I, really saw, I saw her little video and loved it as well. And a phrase that I've been hearing and thinking this week is hurt people hurt people Mm -hmm. and healed people heal people and I think Mm -hmm. that is so important that we can influence our children and I love how you added our inner children our inner child to heal from whatever trauma we may have and then that's just naturally what we emanate is healing and peace Mm -hmm. so I love the anchor that you read at the beginning of this as well, where President Nelson specifically calls the women of the church saying, we need your impressions, your insights, your inspiration. We need you. We need you to speak up and speak out. Um, and I love to the last part of the quote where he says, we need women who know how to make important things happen by their faith. And in another address, he said, the most powerful thing out there, basically, is faith. And I thought that was so profound because I thought for sure he he was going to say priesthood. Mm -hmm. No, priesthood is the greatest power. But he said faith. And every single one of us, I mean, we can also have priesthood. Yes. (laughs) But every single person on this earth can exercise faith. And that is so strong and wonderful. So we want to talk specifically about how women, but also everybody with a voice, I think especially trans, non-binary, all people of varying experiences and life stories have unique things to share. And if we don't share those perspectives, then they won't be known and they won't be accounted for and they won't be taken into consideration when some of these big decisions are being made. Um, sometimes when we're not even in the room. So we want to focus specifically on that tonight. And let's jump into our our next quote by President Kimball. I love this quote so, so much. Kate, do you want to read it? Sure. Yeah. So when I was thinking about uh, writing letters, which we'll go into later, but as I was thinking about this, speaking up and speaking out, my mind was drawn back to October 2017. Sharon Eubank shared a talk in the women's session called Turn On Your Light. And that's where I heard this quote because this quote was like, oh, yeah, way before I was born. So, But President Kimball said, Much of the major growth that is coming to the church in the last days will come because many of the good women of the world will be drawn to the church in large numbers. This will happen to the degree that the women of the church reflect righteousness and articulateness in their lives 
and to the degree that the women of the church are seen as distinct and different in happy ways from the women of the world. Thus it will be that female exemplars of the church will be a significant force in both the numerical and the spiritual growth of the church in the last days. No wonder the adversary strives even now to prevent this from happening. So, um, so Sharon Eubank, in her talk, Turn On Your Light, she kind of based her, the content of her talk on this quote and this charge that President Kimball has prophesied and, you know, other prophets, including President Nelson, has been echoing to us that in so much as the women sit back and allow the world to be shaped by only masculine energy or greedy, war-hungry men or even good men, you know, in as much as we don't step into our place side by side, um, just like the mother is side by side, then, you know, the church and the world is limited in its in spiritual growth. So we were talking with a group of friends and I was talking about this quote and our friend Rebecca, she said, wow, Kate, when I heard you read that quote, it just, it, I've always, and I agree, like I've always heard this quote and thought this was all about like, we will baptize tons of people, you know, and that, that the women of the church will bring a lot of other people to the church. And that, you know, that's still open to be totally true, even though right now I'm like, I don't, I don't know if, I, if we're really seeing that in the numbers, but she said, but the, in the growth internally within the church, how has the church been growing lately? You know, I think of the church as like an entity, like a person that over time has, just like each one of us, we're having our rough edges knocked off. You know, we're becoming more and more like Christ. We're growing. Um, so we start out maybe pretty rough. And anyway, so that's that's kind of how I've been able to see the church and reconcile the church and like things in the church's history. And I go, we're headed in the right direction trajectory. So not to get off on a tangent there, I'm going to reel myself back in. (laughs) Well, I love that, Kate. Can I just add in, I think like for me personally, a lot of the spiritual growth I've experienced lately has come because of finding Heavenly Mother. And she has grown and shaped me in really different ways than I had experienced previously in my life. And I think that she brings about an honesty, diversity, um, integrity, a just greater capacity for love and light than I ever had before in my life. And so I feel like finding and sharing about the mother is so critical in that growth. Um, so I think that ties really well to the overall theme and, um, message of our podcast that finding Heavenly Mother 
is good and it is light <laughs> and it can it can help us in this goal um, if we want to be the women that President Kimball talks about. Yes, yes. As you were talking, I was thinking about how discovering and connecting with Heavenly Mother for me lately it's it's sort of like rediscovering Christ like i was thinking about you know as you were listing ways the mother has helped you grow i was like abundance of love that was the prominent thought that was coming to my head and i imagine that the people living during Christ's time when they're like discovering this messiah and learning of him and they're like whoa he is so much more inclusive than we ever were, you know, and, and has an abundance of love, right? And we can all still connect with Christ and learn abundance of love from him, of course. But I feel that there's something new, there's something different about kind of discovering God anew and shaking away culture and the beliefs that we've built up around what Christ really thought or what the God of the Old Testament really thought in making a new connection with God in this this form of the feminine. And you can cut that out if it's really like off <laughs> no, the wall. I love but. it. I love it. I think I think you're right that it gives us almost like a new paradigm through which to view the gospel and to view her son, Jesus Christ. And for some of us, that's really helpful. And for some of us, that helps us to, yeah, like you said, rediscover Christ and to embrace him and his teachings and his doctrine, maybe just from a a different point of view. Yeah, I guess uh, I think what I'm trying to say is, is exactly that, that we've had the Bible for a long time, and therefore we've had a lot of commentary on it for a long, you know, it's been dissected. It's been fed back to us as like, this is what this means and so on. And I feel that the divine feminine like opens up different channels in my brain to say, Hmm, I can think of this differently. I don't have a lot of voices telling me what to think about heavenly mother. Uh, and that's maybe kind of a good thing so far. I agree. I agree. It gives us more freedom to interpret for ourselves and to intuit and to align um, personally and spiritually with with God and to discover her and Mm -hmm. them for ourselves, which I think really is a beautiful thing and that is can be seen as a gift. Yeah. Awesome. So let's get into Sharon Eubanks. some of her points, she takes that quote and pulls out the points of how can we turn on our light? How can we live up to this, this charge that we've been given? And um, she, the first one is to be righteous. She says, being righteous doesn't mean being perfect or never making mistakes. It means developing an inner connection with God, repenting of our sins and mistakes, and freely helping others. I love that definition, especially, you know, I'd add 
one more layer to it. For me, repenting is turning back to God. I mean, I'm not the first person to ever think of that, but that's how I always think of it is just turning my focus back to God. It doesn't always mean like I, you know, made some big sin, but my focus wasn't clear. And so as a woman um, striving to be righteous and to repent, for me, that means always seeking a connection with God and trying to learn more about them and serving others. So that's just a quick point there. I love that. And I it reminds me too of scriptures in the Book of Mormon that talk about repenting and how like how fast God shows up for you when you repent and it's immediately. Yes. Um to me which to me shows like God doesn't leave. Yes. God is right there and it's 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 us who leave God and as soon as we turn they're still right there. So that's really beautiful. And the second point from Sister Sharon is to be articulate, <laughs> which she says means to clearly express how you feel about something and why. Um, so tell us about this uh, Facebook post. Yeah, she shares an example of a Facebook post that disparaged Christianity. And she read it and just kind of shrugged it off. But an acquaintance who's not a member of our faith responded with a comment of her own. She wrote, this is the exact opposite of what Jesus stood for. He was radical in his time because he equalized the world. He spoke to prostitutes. He ate with tax collectors. He befriended powerless women and children and gave us the story of the Good Samaritan. It follows that true Christians would be striving to be the most loving people in the world. When I read that, I thought to myself, why didn't I write that? And then she says, each of us need to be better at articulating the reasons for our faith. And um, I think that means, yeah, she just encourages us to do that in all spaces, to talk to our children and our grandchildren or, and our friends and where, wherever it, it's appropriate um, to to share why why do you stay in the church why do you believe the book of mormon is scripture why do you believe in heavenly mother tell why you believe what it feels like if you ever doubted and what jesus christ means to you and the apostle paul said be not afraid but sanctify the lord god in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every woman that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you I love that part. I remember when she gave this talk that really hit me and I actually wrote those down, that list of tell them why you believe, what it feels like, if you ever doubted, how you got through it and what Christ means to you. I wrote those down and made it a point to to write. You know, I did a little, I used them as writing prompts and I think I even shared a couple of them on Facebook, but it's some of the best conversations that I've had with friends and family members have been really open and honest and raw and articulate, just like Sister Eubank is encouraging us to do. And it's when we get into the why and the how and the doubt and the, 
hope and the faith that I actually feel the testimonies of my friends and family. And that strengthens me so much hearing like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to question. It's okay to doubt. It's okay to have weakness. It's okay to have strength. It's okay to, you know, we all go through different things at different times and all of it is just part of the process. But when we share with each other, it helps us to not feel so alone and to realize this is normal. I'm normal. It's not like everybody just has perfect faith all the time. Yes. (laughs) Yes. To be more authentic with one another. I really love that you said you used it as a journal prompt first because um, probably not everyone considers themselves an articulate person. So maybe they hear this and they say, I'm not very good at expressing myself or, you know, whenever it, when it counts, when somebody asks me a question about the church, I can't explain it uh, correctly, you know, because my nerves get to me or whatever. And I think becoming articulate is something that happens with practice. And it's some, yeah, it's something that we have to practice. And the first way to practice that is to start writing it down. If, if we're writing things down, uh, we're able to articulate them out loud because we've thought through them and processed them. And the other benefit of that is if we're writing down frequently, then like for me, I love to look back at, you know, past journal uh, entries. And lately I have been thinking a lot about who I was even two years ago or four years ago and reflecting back on like, yeah, I really thought of this very differently at that time. Um, And I don't have to feel shame about who I was or how... um, how non-expansive my faith faith was at any given time because I know it was me and it was uh, where I was at. But I just love then being able to articulate how I've changed because I can see, I can read for myself. This is what I used to think. And now I think differently. Anyway, so if you're, if being articulate seems intimidating to you, you know, follow Jess's example. Use these as writing prompts and write. Yeah. Yeah. You're so spot on. I love that you brought up the word practice and it is practice. And I, I love thinking about my conversations that I have with one-on-one with a sister with my husband with a friend with whoever especially around a topic like heavenly mother where it's Mm -hmm. not super well fleshed out or the other person might not be thinking about it the same way i am that is such good practice and that's what i tell myself a lot is like this is practice this is helping me to learn how to articulate and it's it's all just part of the process and part of the growth and it's okay if we're not you know as articulate as we wish we could be right now and yeah i just amen the only way to get there is to practice and so mm-hmm. let's practice <laughs> yes yes i think this applies to so much even 
not just like specific to our faith or our seeking for Heavenly Mother, but in just learning to express what we feel and why we feel it and why it's important. Because I think that's something that's been suppressed in a lot of women is we just feel like, well, it's fine. It it doesn't matter that much or, you know, that we just can let things go or maybe boil underneath or something and we're not versed in our own emotions. Um, Yes. It's hard work, but like if all, you know, back to this, this war, some of the sentiments that I've been reading lately and I, that just resonate with me is like, I just wish all the women in the world could just stand up and say, no, like we will no longer send our children and our husbands and our fathers to war, like we, or our daughters, like we will no longer put up with this greed and this selfishness and this bloodthirstiness, you know, like we, we've had enough. We'll no longer do it. I don't know what that would look like. It's, it's kind of a metaphorical idea, but it's like, yeah, how can we all just stand up and put our foot down? We have to practice it somehow. Yes, and you're so right. It applies to any and all forms of oppression. And I just come back to the idea, too, that it's it's not just women. It's trans and non-binary and queer folk and minorities in whatever countries they may live in. It's people who, whose voices are needed. And I feel like not only are we practicing when we start writing down our thoughts and speaking them in conversation, those words create. They have actual power. And so when we start to form the sentences and the ideas and the thoughts, that puts something real out into the world and that starts to have ripple effects. So I'm really passionate about this and about starting to write our stories and to tell our stories because that helps us to realize what our stories are and how we want to be different. And it helps us start to create that reality for ourselves. Yes. Okay, Kate, I'm really excited to hear this story from you. Um, What was Sister Sharon Eubanks next point? Okay. She says, be different. So, I mean, that. She took that from from uh, President Kimball, be different in happy ways. So she shared a story that happened on Panama City Beach in Florida. There were two young boys who were about 100 yards out into the ocean, and they were caught in a strong current and being carried out to sea. So they were in like a riptide, I guess they call it. And they're yelling for help. People, um, there were no ropes. There was no lifeguard. The police sent for a rescue boat, but the people um, had been out in the ocean struggling for 20 minutes. Some members of the family swam out there to rescue them, and then they were caught in the rip current. And uh, pretty soon there were nine people trapped out there. And they were out, they had been struggling for over 20 minutes. Among the onlookers on the beach was Jessica Mae Simmons and her husband. They had the idea to form a human chain. They shouted at people on the beach to help them. And dozens of people linked arms and marched into the ocean. 
Jessica wrote, to see people from different races and genders come into action to help total strangers was absolutely amazing to see. An 80-person chain stretched toward the swimmers. Everyone on the beach could only think of traditional solutions, and they were paralyzed. But one couple, in a split second, thought of a different solution. Innovation and creation are spiritual gifts. So, when I heard the story from her mouth, and every time since then, I just feel so overwhelmed by the spirit. And I'm still even just trying to discern why. As I was reading it just now, I was thinking, it's just such powerful imagery of linking arms to rescue others, whatever that means. Like in all the ways that each of us need rescuing, we need community. And I think that is something that is related to the divine feminine in ways. You know, I think that women pretty naturally, we build communities, we build villages for ourselves. And yeah, just this inspiration that that couple had. I don't know all the reasons that that has always made me just either get choked up or if I'm alone, just cry, like (laughs) cry hard. And, um, but I just love how she said, like, sometimes we just get stuck in traditional solutions, but that innovation and creation are spiritual gifts. It's like, we have to be willing to tap into that and think differently than maybe others around us and, and yeah, be willing to shout out in a moment of crisis, like everybody needs to link arms. We all need to do this together. She, they made this 80 person human chain. And then she realized that she knew how to get out of riptide. She swam down the chain into the riptide and she would pull back to the chain. And then they passed um, them down all the way back to the beach. And they rescued everyone, uh, you know, in that moment. I love that, Kate. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing it. I'm sorry. I, I wanted you to share it because I love the passion that you have for it and the emotion that you share it with. And I love how it was a couple who's on the beach who had that idea. And I think we were just stronger when we're together. And going back to the quote from President Nelson from the very, very beginning, we just naturally do think differently, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful that we're, we have a greater focus on councils in the church now because we have those ideas. And when we speak them out, amazing things can happen. So it's just another invitation to step up and to be side by side, like you said earlier, just like the mother is with the father. Mm-hmm. Another quote, she s- says that she has where she can see it every day by President Hinckley. And it says, you don't build out of pessimism or cynicism. You look with optimism, work with faith, and things happen. And he said, you can look with optimism. You know, I think that means, I think that entails anchoring in Christ and then work with faith, which you said 
you know, is the greatest power and things happen. I mean, that's a, that's a promise we can all exercise our faith. We can, we can experiment upon that and see what we can do. Yes. Some powerful quotes. We got some powerful quotes from, from prophets mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout this episode. We got President Nelson, we got President Kibble, and now we got President Hinckley. And I just love all the power quotes from Sister Eubank from that talk, too. So I'm really glad that you researched that and brought that in. So, Kate, in December, you brought this idea to me that we should start a campaign, writing letters to the general sister leaders of the church. So where, where, how was that born? How did that start? It really ties into everything that we've kind of set up here. You know, these are things that I've been feeling like I need to speak up. I need to not just keep all of this to myself. There was a post going around asking for people to write emails to Deseret Book, um, telling them that we were happy that they were distributing uh, the Girls and Boys Guidebooks to Heavenly Mother and that we would like them to continue doing so and the benefit of it. You know, you can share whatever you want. And I was like, well, I can do that, you know. So I wrote an email and it just felt so good. It just was like, wow, that was not hard. That was, I was exercising faith, articulateness. I was repenting. Like I was turning to God and just really sharing what I felt in my heart that, that we need to have more heavenly mother books in Deseret book by a hundred. But, um, that just, for me, like I just started thinking of other random strangers that didn't ask for my opinion that might, (laughs) that I could find their emails and email them. (laughs) And, um, and then I was just having my like morning devotional with myself and writing my prayers. And I just had, um, some, a lot of words come to my mind specifically for Sharon Eubank And in the form of like a letter, you know, because I've never spoken with her in person, but um, just sharing what it has meant to me to learn about my Heavenly Mother and how I wish so much that we could hear the, the prophets and the sisters speak about Heavenly Parents and just why it's necessary. You know, I, I just bore my testimony and and asked for her help. I asked a lot of questions like maybe I should pull up that letter just for a second. I said, I'm not under the illusion that you've never thought about this or that these are new ideas to you. I just want to give you my own witness that this is essential and it feels urgent to me. What can we do? How can we prepare the world for this truth? Can you share with me your vision and perspective Can you tell the prophet and the sister leaders that we're hungry for more about the nature of our parents and ourselves? Can we end any justifications for husbands to rule over their wives? Can we give women's intuition a seat at the table? Can the Relief Society reclaim the autonomy it originally had? 
Can we preside at our own meetings, make our own callings and releases, lead in Sunday school presidencies and as ward mission leaders? Do we have to wait so long to see what Elohim, plural, looks like in the temple? To recognize our mother God in the plan of happiness, I am clinging to these truths, to the truths of the restoration, and at the same time feel crushed by the current exclusionary messaging I'm getting. Please help, advise, advocate. I know you are fully engaged in our God's work to serve and love all their children. Thank you for that service and dedication. I love you, I sustain you, and I have hope in you. I feel our Heavenly Parents' love for this church. And I feel my Heavenly Mother sustaining my plea for help and change. Sincerely, Kate. That's just the end of my letter. But yeah, I just had all these questions inside me and don't know who to ask for help. And it was just like, well, Sharon Eubank. (laughs) Yeah, those are some powerful questions. And we see her as a powerful leader. So (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. a natural natural thought I think yeah and so soon after that I just felt like I needed to send it and also send it to a lot of people (laughs) I feel right now that it is our right and our responsibility as women to bring our mother God to light and I also knew that usually writing straight to the prophet, um, you know, probably doesn't get to him. It comes right back to your local leadership. So, but in the same token, I know that our sister leaders, are the presidencies of the Relief Society, Young Women's and Primary, meet regularly with the brethren in uh, correlation meetings. And that their voices heard and they're listened to. And it's a lot of weight to put on those nine women, you know, to represent the whole 55% of the church. And I hope, you know, someday that will change, that we'll have more women representation. But for now, you know, all I can do is, is pray for them and share my heart with them. And a month or so later, I don't know how soon after that they the the three relief society uh the presidency posted on their instagram like hey we want to hear from you what would make relief society meaningful to you and relevant to you and we all like responded and i was like hey the holy ghost is working in both both ways you know (laughs) yeah i'm saying i'm feeling like i should share what my heart really needs and they're feeling like they need to ask Yes. It's so beautiful that seeing that inspiration go both ways. And I was really excited when you came to me with this idea to invite more people to participate and to start flooding the church office building. And we thought it would be fun to even get colored envelopes. So wherever we could, we bought pink envelopes to send our letters off. And we, we did a, an Instagram live video together and just invited whoever wanted to, whoever felt called to, to write some letters. And we shared the address 
and gave some guidelines and it was really fun and exciting and mm-hmm. we got to hear some of the letters that people wrote they were inspiring Kate's yours is so good I loved hearing again that last few paragraphs to sister Eubank and I hope that those sister leaders on reading such words can feel that desire and longing and articulateness and and know what to do and know what questions to ask and know what to pray for and can be articulate themselves in starting the conversations in their own spheres. And we just wanted to invite on the podcast, everybody who's listening, that if you feel so inclined to write a letter as well, and if you have a pink envelope or can find one, (laughs) to put it in a pink envelope and send it in and let your thoughts and your heart be known. And I think, I I trust that each person listening will know um, how to start and what to say and where to direct their words and their thoughts, whether it's in a letter or just in a a conversation with a friend or a sibling or a local church leader. But I, I just love this whole concept of we can make a difference. Our voices matter. Our leaders want to hear our voices. Our heavenly parents want to hear our voices. And when we let those words form, they, they create, they create change and healing and hope. And sometimes you don't get the answer or the solution that you want if you never ask for it. And over and over again, we read in the scriptures, ask and ye shall receive. And so I just invite us all to think about what am I asking for? You know, maybe I have a desire in my heart that is unspoken. Maybe I have felt scared to even give it a voice because it's so dear to me or I'm scared about the outcome. But this life is for us and it's for us to live and to create. And so why not why not ask? Why not try? Why not put it out there and just see what comes back? Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it's practice at being articulate, you know? Yes. Yes. No harm in that. We need all, we need all the voices. And that document, we will link it in our show notes so that you can access it. And it also has the address for the church office building. So, and the names of each of those leaders. So we'll provide that there for you. If you decide to write letters, we would love to hear about it. Send us an email or a message on Instagram at our new Instagram in her image podcast. Um, and let us know because we'd love to hear about any more pink envelopes joining the flood But whatever you do this week to share your light and your voice, we wish it well. We wish you success and love coming right back to you and 
as always, thanks for tuning in and listening and being here with us and for sharing your heart however you do. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll share it. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can make a monthly donation at anchor.fm slash inherimage. You can also send us a voice message at the same website sharing one of your stories about Heavenly Mother. We would love to hear it and might even share it on a future episode of In Her Image. We hope you'll tune in next Sunday for another inspiring episode.